0: Customer advisory boards are like a cheat code for B2B marketers. Whether it's website updates, release plans, or new campaigns that you're looking to launch, we run stuff past our customer advisory board all the time when we're stuck or if we don't know something's gonna land well. There've been so many times where we've gotten feedback that really helped us pivot and change up our plan right away. And we wouldn't have known to do that unless we got legit feedback from our cab. Today, we're gonna talk about how we set up our cab at Metadata so you can build one at your own company. The Gen U is officially in session. Let's do it. So I'm very excited about this episode today because this is, I think, one of the first topics that we've had multiple people request, you know, to, for us to do an episode on. And I posted about this on LinkedIn before. I think Jason has too. It's going to be the the Justin and Mark show today. But this is something that most B two B marketers are unfamiliar with, and including myself, I had no idea what a cab was until I was actually on the cab at MetaData as a customer before uh, I begged Jason to hire me.
1: Yeah, same, same with me. I've never really interacted with a with a cab, especially a formal cab. Um, I think informal sort of, you know, you've got your your high value customers that you you interact with or have questions or. or you know, certain times even, like, have full-on betas where we, we do that type of thing, but never, like, a really structured process. So when I came to metadata, it was definitely a unique thing that I hadn't uh, experienced. And so, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to, like, kind of learn some of the background. And that's that's really my my role here today is kind of poke and prod you and, and figure out, A, how maybe a little bit of history on, on our cab Um you were on it at one point, which is kind of crazy. So that might be a, a good place to start. So yeah. first of all, let, I guess let's start with like, what is a customer advisory board, a cab? We're calling it a cab. So so people are aware.
0: So we are not acronym people, but <laughs> it's way easier to say cab than it is customer advisory board every single time on this episode. So just give us a hall pass here on the acronym. So I would say a couple of things. First, A CAB stands for customer advisory board. And really what it is, is think of it as a mini focus group of your target customers at the end of the day that you can use really in any way that you want. It's entirely up to you and how you structure it. But the best way to use your CAB uh, that we've seen is to use them as a sounding board to get feedback on anything that you're doing across your company.
1: So tell me a little bit about how you ended up on the CAB and yep. and maybe some history there. Like, how did you end up on metadata's cab?
0: Yeah, so I will say, I mean, we're transparent in all of our marketing, so I want to give a little disclaimer at the beginning of this episode here. Is our cab perfect? Absolutely not. Do we get value out of our cap? Absolutely. Do we have ideas on how we can improve it? For sure. So please do not think that we are writing the definitive how-to guide on how to run and structure your cab because we'll get into how it was the Wild West before, how it's less of the Wild West now and where we want to take it. So let's talk about the Wild West when I was on it. So this would have been the beginning of, I think, wow, right before the the pandemic. So this is like January 2020-ish. And what had happened was, I think it was whoever my CSM was at the time. And I think my CSM, my CSM was Malika actually. She made a recommendation, I believe. If it wasn't Malika, it was uh, one of the former CSMs that we had. Her name was Kylie. Uh, they, One of them made a recommendation to, I think it was Gil or Olivier at the time. Uh, hey, you know, Mark should be on our cab. He's asking good questions. He provides good feedback. We think he gets it. H- add him to the cab. So again, at that time, I'd never been on a cab before. I had never heard of a cab before, so I didn't really know what to expect. And I got invited to, I think it was the first meeting in February and there were probably about, I don't know, somewhere in the range of 10 to 12 people on the cap. And then of the others who were on the call, and this is when metadata was much smaller, I think we're at like 130 or 140 employees now, there were probably six or seven people, maybe a few more on the metadata side. And it was each of the uh, leaders from every function and then a few other faces like Logan and Malika and I think that was it at the time. But it was awesome because here I am as a new metadata customer and I'm now getting to provide input on things that either directly or indirectly affect me at the end of the day, whether it was product, Things I had issues with, the roadmap, pricing. We weren't really Jason was a marketer of ones, they weren't really using the the cab for marketing feedback back then. And uh also just getting to know other B2B marketers mm-hmm. and get them in my network. So it was very cool. I think it was I kind of used this analogy. It was like a it felt like a a bad college project at times where you've got a bunch of different people preparing for something the day before it's due and you throw it together and you hope it works. And, you know, <laughs> there were times where you could see that from mm. the, the cab member perspective, but I think you kind of have to expect that at a, what would have been a seed stage startup at that point in time. And uh, thankfully we've gotten away from that over time. And then definitely once we hire Preston Lamb, our customer marketing manager, which we will definitely have him on, in time after we roll out some of these new cab updates that we'll talk through later on.
1: So what was the expectation for you when you, like as a customer, maybe you can talk about that like expectation for Mm -hmm. a cab member. Like what was the expectation at the beginning for metadata for you? Like, you know, was there, what, what are sort of those incentives Mm -hmm. and then maybe how have those shifted and changed now that you're seeing it
0: from the other side? Yep. So Really, the expectation was, there were a few different expectations. One was just the general time commitment that you were going to show up, you know, ideally as regularly as you could to the monthly cab meeting. And the monthly cab meeting back then, I think it's the same time as it is now. It's an hour long and, you know, you'd show up, you'd uh, ask questions, you'd, you'd speak up and provide good feedback and just be an active participant instead of a listener and then I think those are really the two things that kind of stuck out to me once I got more involved when I was on the other side of the cap, uh, which we can get to here in a second. Uh, I'll share more of some of the the new expectations, but really back then it was just active participation and you were going to show up.
1: So how did, was there like incentive on on your side to do it though? Like, I, you know, you're a busy guy, like what's, you know, what's the purpose to show up and, you know, yep. to take your time and, and do all that?
0: So this is pretty funny and it's our podcast, so we can say whatever we want, but back then we're not doing this now to my knowledge and maybe we'll have to edit this out later. Just kidding. Uh, There was a small number of options uh, Mm -hmm. that were um, proposed to me uh, so that I could, you know, see some sort of financial incentive to do this. I was all excited because, hey, here's some company that actually wants to listen to me. Two, here's some sure. company that wants to have me on their cab and then, wait, I'm going to potentially get paid for this? Like, this is unreal. And then I proposed it to my then boss who had to share it with our CFO and our CFO was like, absolutely not. So <laughs> I still ended up <laughs> joining because outside of the uh that, you know, what I thought was going to be a, a financial, a, a very small this financial It's going to be Mark's benefit, windfall. So, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I wish. Uh, and I still like looked at it as good experience and then two- The ability to review and influence the roadmap uh, Mm. was probably the biggest selling point for me, and little did I know that I would then leave my previous company to join metadata, but had I not done that, I think being able to influence the roadmap and really shape decisions uh, for me and then other B2B marketers like me, that was what motivated me at the end of the day.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's cool, because I think, and I'm sure we'll get into some of this, but- that's some um, like, I'm I'm curious on like, what, what's the carrot for, you know, people listening, Hey, you've got these customers, like, what are the things you can offer it? What are the ways you pitch it, uh, as you're starting to build that out? So I think what you said is, is super valuable. Like a, you'll, you'll get connection with other marketers or other folks in that industry. Um, B you can influence the roadmap on where the product's going and then potentially depending like, maybe there is some financial gain depending on what, what you could do as a company, but
0: yeah, just so we're clear, if there would have been a financial gain with the amount of options that were proposed, I would have been able to get like, you know, a nice watch or something. This wasn't Mark's going to go buy an Island kind of (laughs) financial incentive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't let your cab buy an Island off you. Yeah. Uh, No, not yet. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I like that. So, um, so I guess what, you you've got maybe this idea of hey okay I, we need a cab we, we need this way to consistently be able to do this what are some of those like best practices as you're framing up like hey um you know who who's my ideal customer who, who who are the ideal people i want in there um and then what kind of criteria should people be looking for
0: yeah so i would say a couple of things because i've gotten a few linkedin dms about this as well hey, this sounds awesome. I would love to do it. How do I make this case, you know, internally? If my boss or the CEO has no idea what a a cab is or how to spell cap, hopefully they can do that. Uh, Is it's a feedback loop at the end of the day for your audience and you're really your, your ideal target audience at the end of the day. So you're getting feedback across marketing, pricing changes, product, customer success, any big change that you are potentially rolling out and you'd really be surprised how often we think we have something totally buttoned up and we, you know, by default, we're just like, all right, it's happened enough. Let's run it past the cab. Let's see what they say. And they'll course correct if we're way off. So it gives us more confidence in whatever change, big or small, that we're rolling out if we run it past the cab and get their feedback because, you're pressure testing something before you get it out into the market. And if you're working for a marketing leader or CEO who doesn't understand that, I'd probably go try and find a new place to work out because that is the cheat code. You're testing stuff mm-hmm. and seeing if it will land before you roll it out. Why wouldn't you do that at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, and and I mean, we had firsthand, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but we had firsthand experience on this with demand last year when we were uh, going to, release the content in a specific way, um, we had one idea of how we were going to do it. It's like, all right, let's just run this by, we didn't even run it by the whole cap. We just had a few people that we, you know, shot emails to and asked them and they're like, uh, yeah, you might want to, you might want to alter your plan a little bit there. So, or a lot. And so, you know, we pivoted <laughs> At that time. It was a lot, <laughs> <laughs> we pivoted and it was like a, you know, mad dash to like fix it. But um, you know, I yeah, totally valuable. Cause we would have gone, had we not had that relationship and the ability to do that, we, we would have gone into however our distribution plan was bl- completely blind, hoping for the best expect, you know, expecting things to work out and probably would have been hit with some decent level of like, Hey, what the heck? Uh, you know, cause we were doing stuff a little bit differently in our original plan. So, um. Yeah. Like, totally valuable to be able to have that consistent feedback loop that where, again, even though even if it doesn't come out of every monthly meeting, we're gonna get this and that. But like to have those relationships in place to where, hey, you know, we just have this quick feedback. Um, and people are pretty pretty responsive too.
0: For sure. And I think one of the things that I forgot to answer in your original question was who should be on the cab at the end of the day. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but the way that we I think originally looked at it and the way that we look at it now is a little different. The way that we originally looked at it was who, who can provide a good opinion? Uh, who gets mm-hmm. it? Who do we enjoy meeting with? Uh, and who's going to show up regularly? And, you know, can they be a champion of, of metadata at the end of the day? And I think a lot of that stuff is still true. But what we realized over time was you need to make sure that you have the, well, a real representative sample of your customer base and really your best fit accounts. Because if you have people on your cab who maybe love using your tool, but don't fit your, let's say your A tier of mm-hmm. target accounts, they might be steering you in the wrong direction, especially when it comes to features and prioritizing the roadmap and you name it. So you want to make sure that you have the the best fit accounts on your customer advisory board, in addition to, you know, maybe you're trying out a a new industry or a kind of a new tier of account, and you could bring some of those people on to get their feedback too. And then I think the other thing is title or seniority level. And what we've always tried to do is have a mix of titles and seniorities on the cab. So it's not just the, you know, CMO or the the VPs Mm. at the end of the day. You know, we definitely have some of those people on our cab, but we also have the the mid-level marketers, the directors of demand gen, the, you know, end users at the end of the day. So you can kind of get a variety of viewpoints so that you're hearing from everyone who's either benefiting from metadata directly or indirectly, and you just get a little bit more variety of the perspectives that people are bringing.
1: Yeah, and the people, because the people who are in the tool every day will have totally different feedback from the people who aren't just naturally. So I I think it's important to have that mix and they'll have, you know, very, probably very specific pain points about this button that doesn't, you know, I can't find X thing in your menu or whatever. Right. Versus, you know, Hey, I wish reporting was better or your pricing. So I think having that mix gives, gives the product team a very, um, good and good and bad, like a very broad perspective and a broad look at, okay, how do we, how do we make this, you know, a better tool for our users?
0: Yep. And then I think the other thing that I would add, and it sounds kind of mean, but also true at the end of the day, if somebody's not being a good cab member, mm-hmm. you can boot them at the end of the day. Like they don't have to stay on until the end of the cab. And sometimes that happens organically and they opt out themselves because, you know, they realize, hey, I, I I haven't been being a, a, a good, active, participating cab member. Or maybe you just break up with them and say, hey, you know what? Uh, thank you for your contribution. We appreciate it. But, you know, we're refining the, the, the profile of our cab members and, you know, we need to go in a different direction. And I think both are totally acceptable. But just know that we've had people come in and out of our cap. Sometimes that's because they, you know, left to go to a new company and, you know, they couldn't. Uh, continue to be a metadata customer yet until they they ended up buying it or you know they just didn't see the value in it themselves or what and you know that's okay so it's this living growing evolving thing for us and it's 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 totally okay do you
1: ever put like time limits on or like hey we need you know or is it really this indefinite sort of like position on our cab
0: yeah i think I don't know. Like truthfully, I think Mm. it's as long as they want to be on the cab and we see that they're actively participating, you know, we'll continue to have you there. Uh, but I don't know, like there's, as far as I know, maybe I'm totally off here, but I don't, I like the recent cab members that we've added. I don't think they're signing any sort of contract right now that says you'll be a cab for, you know, the next cab member for the next 12 months or whatever it might be. So I think it's entirely up to you. Got you.
1: Um, well, cool. Uh, I know one question that's going to come up uh, and there's probably no perfect answer, but I'd at least like your take on it is um, like how many members, like what, what do you think the good mix is? Like you said early in the days, you kind of had a certain mix of like both customers and metadata folks. Like what's that blend of specifically for the cab, but then also maybe for the, for the meetings that you have, like mm-hmm. how, how many people are too many Yeah, <laughs> uh, this type scenario?
0: Yeah. So there's, I think a couple different ways where we can answer this. So the first is on the metadata side, there have been times where we had very few people from metadata, you know, six, seven, eight people, which is a few in our world. We've had meetings where we've had 20 plus people mm. from metadata. And then we felt that that probably was not the best way to go at it. Because if you're going to be on that call as a listener. and you are not going to ask any questions. Let's just send you the call recording afterwards because it can be a little intimidating from the cap member's perspective if they join and what they thought was a safe space is them and 20 people from metadata and they're worried about, you know,
1: and a bunch of execs and yeah. 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 So
0: I would say on my, one of my pieces of advice here was try to limit how many people are, are on the cab calls from your side and Feel free to share those recordings out after, but if they're not going to speak up or have a part in that cab meeting, they probably don't need to be there. And then this is good and bad for us. I think we'll talk about how we're looking to change this later on in the episode, but we have a lot of cab members right now, and I'd say probably it's somewhere in that maybe if I had to guess 20-ish range, give or take a few, Um, but that is because we meet monthly with them for an hour and working across time zones is tough and our cab meetings are scheduled. I think it's on Thursdays, like the, I forget which Thursday it is every month, but Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. That's directly in the middle of a work day and we're marketers, we're all busy. That's precious time that we can't always afford to give up. So part of the reason we have so many cab members is it's almost like a like a wedding invite, it's like, you know, you know you're going to get like this many people to respond and say that they're in and you're trying to play the numbers game because yep. when you have a, a cab meeting and there's, we've had these when there's two or three cab members, like that really doesn't do them good. That doesn't mm. do you good at the end of the day. So we try to make sure that we're, we have enough so that when people do, do respond, that there is, you know, enough people to, to truly make that meeting uh, valuable.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's awesome uh perspective there and something I honestly didn't even think about was like the need to fill a gap. Um and kind of yeah, cuz I think if you had if you had 15 to 20 people, the odds of those all of those 15-20 showing up every single time very low, very low. Yeah. So it's kind of like what you know, what, what kind of average are you looking for? Do you want 10? Okay. If our show rate's going to be, you know, 50%, maybe we try to grab 20, you know? Um, and, and that, the, probably that, that larger mix too lets you a, like you said, mix sort of like, old the new customers mix, you know, execs and, and lower level and really get a better, um, a better mix of your, uh, pool there too. So, um, yep. you touched on this real quick before we move on. Um, but I don't know if uh, if this has changed at all since a you were on the cab, uh, or or maybe it, you just have an opinion on it. But like, how like is the monthly meeting enough? How often should these cab meetings occur? Have, have there ever been ones where like, on metadata side, we've got something we've got to like really get feedback on? Like, do we ever like pull a group together ad hoc at all, or uh, kind of kind of what's your take? Yeah,
0: so I guess. There's probably a, a few different answers there. I think the we're meeting monthly right now. Personally, I think that's too frequently. And mm-hmm. I think we could probably, I, I say too frequently because of the attendance comment that I just made. I think maybe, and we'll have to record an episode six months from now on this, and we'll see if we actually followed through on it. I would like to potentially move to a quarterly cab meeting mm. and potentially do it in person. And do it up, you know, maybe over a day or a day and a half or something and really prepare. Not that we don't prepare now for the cab meeting, but mm-hmm. like really structure it, send out pre-reads, like you name it, you're meeting with them in person, you're kind of building that, you know, little community. So I would like to potentially graduate onto something like that. We'll see. It's just a, a big time commitment to meet monthly during the workday and only get, you know, maybe a... 40% or 50% clip uh, who actually attends. And then the other thing is I would say the the structure of the the cap each month. Previously, we would let each function at metadata get X number of minutes. Sometimes it was, you know, 10 minutes. Sometimes somebody would get five. Sometimes somebody would get, you know, 15 or 20 and roll through every single topic. And was that the right way of going at it? Maybe, maybe not. But we saw an opportunity to make it more of a a two-way street on the cab because the feedback that we had received was, hey, this is great. You know, I'm able to provide feedback and and help you all, but this is what I'm missing right now. And what they were missing was a sense of community and Mm -hmm. being able to ask marketers who are at similar companies and stages and points in their career, burning questions that come to mind. So how the structure of our cab meetings has changed really within the last couple of months has been, you know, we still have part of the cab that is uh, the cab meeting that's dedicated to burning topics on our end. It could be pricing changes, it could be a product release, it could be messaging, it could be anything. And then the other half of that meeting now is we send out discussion questions ahead of time and try to pull everybody on the Slack channel that we have and see, you know, hey, do you have any suggestions or which of these questions are, are burning or top of mind to you? And now we use the, that part of the, the cab meeting to really just foster discussion and go around the room and see how people are either approaching a specific problem, get feedback on something that they're using. It's really been cool. Uh, we've only done it for probably maybe four cab meetings, like the last four cab meetings, but we typically have one cab member who will be the kind of leader for that, uh, part of the discussion. And then Preston will kind of go around the room and make sure everybody's speaking up, being listened to, and really just providing input. Yeah. Preston's awesome at that.
1: Um, So that's another good point too, that I didn't really think about, but like, I think it's sometimes those nitty gritty things that we take for granted, but like we have a Slack channel set up with this cap, you know, where, where there's interaction and, and there's that happening too on the outside. So just, you know, for, I think sometimes, like I said, it's those little things that we don't think about, but I think that could be useful too. Like in between, especially if you're going in between, you know, a quarterly meeting, um, that that the ability to have whether it's a Slack channel or some other way to really try to like bring that community together is is super important.
0: It took me a little bit to realize that after I started at metadata because I was waiting for the cab meeting to really mm. present things and get feedback. And I don't know when the this light bulb moment happened, but I realized like you don't have to wait for the meeting; you can go get feedback from them directly. So there were definitely around when we redid our messaging earlier last year uh, before we started work on the narrative. I was sending, you know, Google Docs uh, for cab members to review. I was doing one-on-one calls with them in their spare time. And that's really the, the biggest cheat code that I took away from the cab was you've got this engaged group of people Send them a LinkedIn DM with a specific question or send them an email with something that you'd like feedback on and, and set a time frame and, you know, don't wait for that cat meeting. Truthfully, I don't know if every function at metadata treats it the same way, but it's a luxury that we have this, so you might as well take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, So awesome. So we've, we've really, like, covered the nitty-gritty behind it. Now I want to start one. What the heck do I do, Mark?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and you might not have all the answers, but yeah. at least maybe yeah, yeah, some yeah. suggestions.
0: Yeah, I would say. All right, so let's say Mark Huber does not work at Metadata and he's working somewhere else and trying to to start a cap. How would he tackle this? Right or wrong? Hopefully, some right and uh, very little wrong. I would say, hopefully, you're you're already talking to or making a point to talk to customers regularly. And if you are, just make note of the people that you're meeting with, you know, maybe it's once every month or a couple months or whatever it may be, write those names down and kind of build out a list of, hey, these are the people that I have relationships with uh, or these are people that other uh, employees at the company have relationship with and and we feel they could be a, a good sounding board for us and just kind of build out that list. And then what you can do is you can, Share that list either with your boss uh, or your CEO, probably some combination of the two, and build out. You know, hey, I'd like to. You can keep it simple on a one-page Google Doc. I'd like to start a cap. Here's why. Here's what I'm hoping to get out of this cap. Here's how we can structure the cap. Here's how regularly I think we should meet. And I try to start small. Like maybe not start to meet monthly right away. Maybe mm-hmm. it's quarterly, and figure out the best way to to just get it moving because. We did not learn any of this uh, and would not have learned any of this unless we started small with our cab and, you know, messed up along the way. So don't think that you have to get this perfectly right out of the gate. Uh, and then in time, you can get more feedback from them. You can see, you know, maybe if you're moving up market, well, maybe you need to get more people from accounts that fit that, you know, upper mid market or small enterprise profile and how you'd like to refine it. And then I think the other thing that I would really recommend, and this is what I would have done right out of the gate, is figure out once you start reaching out to these people, getting their input of if you want to join this cab, what are you hoping to get out of it? Because we screwed up the cab in a sense that it was such a one-way street for so long that I wish we would have turned it into a two-way street earlier on so that the cab members were getting just as much out of it as we were.
1: Makes total sense because yeah, it can feel a little self serving. You know, you look back at it and I'm sure it's like, oh man, that was
0: not good. And, and it wasn't even intentional. It was just <laughs> yeah, like, totally. You know, hey, this is how we think it should be set up. This is great. And then they provide the feedback of, hey, this, you know, this is great for you guys, but what about us? And it's like, <laughs> why didn't we think of that sooner? So yeah, that's when the light bulb goes on. And then I think the other thing would be, and this is how I've tried to get stuff approved at previous companies. And even with Jason, I think I've talked about this on previous episodes is showing examples of mm-hmm. what good looks like and whether it's sending this recording to your CEO or marketing leader to listen to, or, you know, I've looked at, um, stuff from, uh, I think it's product marketing Alliance or some of the other industry associations that have cab materials of, And that there are courses, trainings, like there's everything of just showing, hey, these are what other best-in-class companies are doing right now with their cab. This is how they have it structured. Uh, Even better, hey, our direct competitor has a cab. If Mm -hmm. we don't have one, let's get on that train ASAP. And really just showing them this is what good looks like because almost nine or I would say even 10 times out of 10, once you show a CEO or a marketing leader what good looks like, at least the ones that I've worked, they usually want to go do that right away. So if you can use social proof to build your case for starting up a cab, I think that would go a long way too.
1: Yeah. I think it's important. Like what you said, know what, what great, this is true of like all things, know what great looks like, but then don't be afraid to start small and have that as like your, your goal, right? Like you don't have to try to get there and have like the perfect cab and have, if you do that, you'll never get it off the ground. So I think understand like a what a good one looks like but i know for a fact just by talking to you for the last half hour or whatever that even if we had an idea of what perfect was originally when we started the cap it's different now because we've learned stuff customers have changed what people want change you know it's the 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 cab to me the more that uh we talk about it it just feels like this really like organic um you know organism (laughs) that's constantly
0: changing you know it's so true. I think we're big on, you know, trying to start small uh, before you graduate on to overcomplicating it and making it, uh, you know, very complex and sophisticated, but start with eight to 10 of your, you know, best customers mm-hmm. and the, the best relationships that you have and meet quarterly. Like it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that to start. And once you get it started, you'll see what's working and what's not working. And maybe it makes sense to keep to the quarterly cadence. Maybe it makes sense to do it monthly and you won't know until you try it.
1: Yeah. And you you absolutely cannot go wrong by fostering relationships with your customers. <laughs> you get like there's there yeah. I mean the only downside is time. That's the only downside. Um yep. it's 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 a I think it would be I guess it would be a tough pitch, but man, I just feel like like you said, most of the people that I've worked for, if it's like, hey, I want to get closer to our customers and really like learn
0: <laughs> Who says no to that? And if right. they do, that's a red flag if I've ever heard one. Right.
1: Absolutely. It's like, okay, alarm bells going off. Time to uh, time to uh, try to look for some, somewhere else. <laughs> we'll build a the
0: cab somewhere else. <laughs> you mentioned you know getting closer to your customers. And this is something that I try to make a point to talk to customers, ideally weekly, although right now it's been a little crazy, at least one. And if you aren't already talking to your customers... Go fix that. But two, this is the easiest way for you to, to start to do that in a really structured way and get closer to the customers.
1: Yeah. And even for me, too, like we send out our cab calls and it allows other people at the company to listen. So even if you aren't on those meetings, you can listen to those calls on your own time. Uh, and I think that's, again, if you're looking for just another sort of additional way to pitch this, it's like, hey, I can, you know, maybe it's one person running it you know, with four five, six, you know, customers and then sharing that out to the larger group, uh, there could be real value there if you're
0: getting, getting that out every quarter. So, um, I think the, the other painful lesson learned there, there have been plenty. Hopefully you've gathered that from every episode so far <laughs> is there needs to be a clear owner for the cab. Internally. Ooh, good call. Good call. Because I think where we really screwed up, hence the college project analogy was there was this mad dash every single time to throw together an agenda. The, day before the meeting was supposed to take place and you can clearly tell when there's last minute prep and there's no real clear owner. So don't just say, hey, we as a company should start a cab, say, hey, I, Mark Huber, want to start a cab and I will be the owner or figure out who that owner should be because if there's not an owner of the cab, no one's going to actually own it (laughs) at the end of the day. Like co-ownership does not work for something like this. And- Truthfully, it really started to take off once Preston was our 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 owner of the cap. I, I I owned it beforehand, but also it was an afterthought for me at times. And this is not something that you want to you know half ass. This is a whole ass situation. <laughs> and uh, it it really started to take off when we had a dedicated owner.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I I a can't believe we almost missed that, and b. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. With with any project that I've been involved in ever, if they're co-owners or no owners, or even like back to the coll- good old college days, like n- nothing, <laughs> nothing's getting done. Nothing's yep. getting done. You end up volunteering your own time for that. So, <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, so we actually have the Q&A section back this week because we actually pulled this uh, straight off of LinkedIn. So we actually had some questions that came in. Um so we'll run through a couple of those and then uh we'll wrap up. But uh the first one came in, uh we touched on a little bit of the how do you select cab members and what is the expectation from them. So I think I'm more interested in like that back end of like, all right, I figured out who I want, especially early on. How do I how do I set expectations with them? Because I think a lot of times, um, you know, like you had said. Maybe they don't come prepared. Maybe we don't come pre- prepared. So like, h- how can you set expectations early with them?
0: Yeah. And I'll speak to my own experience in the past of where I think we screwed this up. I think we just straight up didn't set expectations with them. We invited them to the cab and we said, hey, would you like to be on the cab? I said, yes. I'm like, great, here's the calendar invite. And that was that. And I think what I would have done differently is show, hey, this is how the the cab meetings are structured. This is like how often we need you to meet with us. These are the types of things we're going to be asking you about. uh, And this is where we need your feedback on. Are you willing to make this time commitment? And if you are, can we count on you to be an active participant? Because we don't need more bodies on Zoom calls that are muted at the end of the day. Like We Mm -hmm. want people who are going to be there, who are going to speak up, who have strong opinions, who, you know, we've got many of those in our cap. Uh, who, you know, want to voice, you know, things. And then also think about it as, you know, almost like what you want or expect your best friend to do at the end of the day. Like we're not looking for cab members to pat us on the back with every single thing that we do. Like we want them to tell us the stuff that we need to hear, but we probably don't want to hear Mm. because that will then help us course correct before we make some huge colossal, uh, you know, fuck up or whatever. Uh, so I like you want the people who are going to give you the tough love. And if they check those boxes, um, sign right up, we'll, (laughs) we'll have you. And then how do you select cab members? I think there are kind of two different ways that you can go about it when you're just getting started. Maybe it's the customers that you have kind of the best relationships with. Uh, and that's an easy way to get your foot in the door. And then as you are graduating on to the kind of 2.0 or 3.0 version of your cap, then start to take into consideration the, the type of account. Is that a best fit account? The seniority level, uh, kind of who they are, their track record, that sort of thing, because you want it to be representative of your ideal customer profile at the end of the day.
1: Love it. Love it. Yep. Totally agree. Um, all right. So last one here. <laughs> I love this question. How do you do this? <laughs> I speak to customers at the end of the day uh, and get some info, but putting a, together a cab isn't something I've done before. So I, we we just touched on like how do you start one, but I think like what are those like really tactical things that if somebody's like okay, I've got to get going on this in the next you know week, the next month, the next couple months, um, what are what are those things that that they can do to get rolling?
0: Yeah, so I'd say. Listen to this podcast episode. Uh, and then I would say share it with uh, your friends. Yeah, share with your <laughs> friends. Uh, subscribe to the show. No, just kidding. Uh but for real. Uh I would uh I would start small and I would try to figure out, you know, what are maybe the the areas that you need feedback on the most internally. Mm. Maybe it's the roadmap right now. Maybe you know, you need more feedback on prioritization, what's most important, and you need to really lock that down. Or maybe there is a new narrative that you're working on or a big messaging and positioning exercise that you're going through. Or maybe there's you know new pricing changes that are being worked on right now. Start with those first and really pick areas specifically where you need feedback on or where you feel like you might be stuck. Don't just go into this and say, hey, we're starting a cap finance you have 10 minutes marketing you have 10 minutes product you have 10 cs you have 10 partnerships you have 10 like that's where it gets into hey i'm just going to throw together whatever i can at the last minute so i would try to to structure it that way uh, because you will get more value out of that right away as opposed to the shotgun approach where you rush through 10 minutes to talk through something just to make sure that everybody you know gets their airtime
1: awesome well, thank you, uh, man. I have learned a ton. This was uh, this was awesome for me, even to kind of kind of learn a more about cabs in general, but b like how ours came to be and what we do. So uh, it's been awesome for me. Thanks, Mark. I love it.
0: We'll do it again next time.
1: Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Demand Gen U. If you wanna hear more, make sure to subscribe to get future episodes. You can also submit a specific topic you want us to talk about by DMing us on LinkedIn. If you like the show or wanna share feedback, please leave us a review. It'll help us keep improving and get the word out to other marketers just like you. This podcast is brought to you by Metadata, the first demand generation platform that launches paid campaigns that self-optimize to revenue. If you're looking for a tool that makes it easier for you to build audiences, Launch paid campaigns and experiment at scale. You'll love metadata. B2B marketers at Zoom, Okta, and ThoughtSpot use metadata to automate the time-consuming parts of running paid campaigns so they can focus on the things that matter.